There can be no doubt, leadership is what separates a place of work from a place to work. But what makes a good leader? Welcome to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast on leadership. It's for leaders. It's by leaders. Here are your hosts, Jim Livingston and John Nielsen. Hey, and welcome to the third episode of One Point. My name is Jim Livingston, and my name is John Nelson. So, John, we've been really busy these past few months. In fact, you know, we should have delivered this episode of One Point two months ago. What have we been busy with? It has been a crazy start into the new year, but very good crazy. Uh, we have been delivering a lot of coaching work, training work, and we have been working with a lot of upcoming managers. Yeah, in fact, that's the topic for today's subject. So today's uh, topic, we're going to focus on emerging leaders. This is an area that we do a lot of work. In fact, one of our flagship programs is called the Emerging Leader. Um, this is a, a program that we, we love doing because it's an area we, where we can see a lot of impact in an organization. Yeah, But it's an area that so many people struggle with. I mean, that transition from being an individual contributor to being a people manager is something that so many leaders struggle with and, and you know in, in so many ways. Well, let's talk about those challenges that people have. Why are there so many challenges? Yeah, I, I think uh, coming out of the corporate world, uh, so many so many different situations. But what, one of the things I see very often is why are people getting promoted? Uh, is it because of great performance? They are subject matter expert in a specific topic. Or it was the next available job level to get them recognized. And it's interesting you say that because a lot of the time people are promoted for the wrong reason. They're not promoted because they have the potential to be a good people manager. They have the, they're promoted because they are, in a lot of cases, that technical expert or they've performed really well as an individual contributor. And there's no you know, clear correlation between the two. Totally. I, I have seen so many cases and uh, sometimes it takes a while to find out. But more important is, when you get selected for the right reason, how do you get ready? Yeah, and there's a lot of things really which are very different from my point of view when you move from an individual contributor role into a people manager role. And interesting enough, one of, we do a lot of research and one of the surveys we do is called the Emerging Leader. And it's, it's not uncommon for people not to be prepared to move into a leadership role. And this is one of the challenges we see quite a lot where people are put into that role, but they're not yes. actually given the support they need to actually exactly. excel in it. Exactly. And you know, we all know the impact of having a manager who doesn't know how to manage. It can be catastrophic. Um, but organizations don't really put enough effort into this. Yeah. And it's, it's dumbfounding at times. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So why do you think you know, individual contributors struggle so much with that transition? Beside the fact that they don't have help, what, what do you see as some of the key reasons? I think, uh, from, from my point of view, it's, it's often the missing, I call it the roadmap. Roadmap, what is different being a leader, yeah? Because uh, suddenly when you take over responsibility from people, a lot of new competencies, a lot of new skills are needed. And they are not learned overnight, yeah? It is things like how you communicate, how you set expectation, how you manage performance. There are so many things you don't think about and execute when you are in an uh, individual uh, uh, contributor role because it's just about the project, the expertise you have, not about people. And when we talk about skills, but it's actually more than skills, it's actually the mindset. I mean, if you think about it, you know, there's this belief, you know, you move from an individual contributor to a people manager, it's like a step up the corporate ladder. Yes. 
But the reality is it's not. It's a completely different ladder, right? As an individual contributor, you're focused on motivating yourself to get out of bed. You're focused on your own performance. You're focused on doing what you need to do, managing your manager's expectations of you. But as a people manager, the moment you move over to a people manager, it's completely different. You've got to worry about yourself, but you've also got to worry about how do I motivate other people? How do I engage people? How do I make sure my people are performing and delivering yes. on everything else? Yes. So just that mindset alone is the big challenge that so many people managers struggle with and getting a balance between managing their own work whilst at the same time having to manage the people around them. Yeah, pu putting others first is one of the things that I, I use quite often, yeah? And, and you will only, as a manager of that team, perform very well when your uh, people perform very well. It's basically a reflection, your performance, of how well you manage your team. And this is very hard to change that lens suddenly to put others through, to understand them, what is different in the team, how can I get them out being super motivated every day. And it's interesting you say that because the, if we look at a lot of the data around this, when people are promoted into that management role for the first time, you see the individual performance drop by as much as 50 to 70%, by 70 to 80% of new people managers. So they, there tends to be this overemphasis on putting others first, which is important, but at the consequence of their own performance, which is what we quite often see. Yes. So right. it's how do they find that balance that is, is a key yes. thing. Yes. And I think finding the balance and being comfortable also taking a little bit of a, I call it a distance, let your team do. Because what, what we often see, what I often see is also some managers, they love to micromanage, to tell the people how to, to do things. Yeah? They have learned it in a certain way and guys do it the same way, but that is not it, how it works. And you see, if you say they've learned it the same way, a lot of time when people go into a management role, their first natural behaviors as a manager is to mimic the other managers they've had before them, whether they be good or bad. So what do you think are, if you think about people moving into that people manager role for the first time, what are some of the core, I'm going to say competencies and skills because they're two different things, right? So competencies and behaviors, skills are things we learn. What are the core competencies and behaviors that, you know, first time managers need to really focus on and really grow and develop? From a behavior point of view, I think, first of all, it is how you show genuine interest in your people, knowing your people. And I really say genuine because uh, really understanding who they are and where they want to be. This is not a skill. It is something coming from your heart with a real intent to know your people and build on that. Now, we say it's not a skill, but it's something that you can control. We have a natural inclination to behave a certain way but we can absolutely we can absolutely focus our behaviors in certain areas so it's something that we can we have control over so curiosity around genuine curiosity about people what else and i think the second kind of behavior i love from from, from new leaders is really about going in not knowing often we come in because we got here i got promoted because i'm a top performer That does not qualify me to be a good people manager. Going in, really learning, being curious was the word you used before. Really not knowing, because we assume a lot in our career and in our life. But when you manage people, it is very important you let go and go in and ask questions. Try to understand how to solve a problem. 
as a people manager or emerging leader, you don't have to have all the answers yourself. You have people around you you can tap into. And it's funny you mention that because when we talk to a lot of emerging leaders one of the, and ask them what their role is, one of the common answers we get is, my role is to solve problems or to help people or to you know, fix problems. But that's not actually the case. They're not put into people manager roles to solve problems. They're put into people manager roles to manage people and to develop and grow people. And you don't develop and grow people if you're solving the problems for them. So I think this is a really good point. We don't have to have all the answers, but we really do have to have all the questions. Yeah. And this is a really key point. Okay, that's two. What else? The, the third thing coming to my mind is really about delegation and how you grow people. So as a manager, okay, there are only so many things you can do, okay? And one of the best tools you have as an emerging leader is to empower your people, to trust your people. So if you don't know them, it's hard to delegate. But once you know them, delegate them so they can grow. They can, I call it, fail in a safe environment. We all learn through failures and pushing the bar and going a little bit beyond our comfort zone. So delegation is a very important thing to master. And it's funny you mention that because a lot of managers, when it comes to delegating, they feel really uncomfortable about it because they're new in this role. They don't want to give their team, their, their reports, the wrong impression. They don't want to send a signal that they're lazy or passing their buck. And quite often we see new managers not delegating because they don't want to give those signals. When in fact, delegating is a great way to develop people, but they just don't look at it from that point of view. Um, I've, got a, I've got one which, we, which comes up quite a lot, which is this whole area around, can I be someone's friend? I used to be one of the guys. I used to be one of the team. Now all of a sudden I'm the manager. How do I remain, or should I remain friends with them whilst I'm their manager? What's your take on this? Yeah, so, so funny enough, what comes to my mind, because it happened a few times in my career to be promoted out of my own team, yeah? And to be honest, it is sometimes a little bit uncomfortable because your relationship is changing. It's not that you become a different person and you cannot be friends anymore, but it's a different type of, of I call it friendship, yeah? And it, it takes time and really to discuss with the team what your new role is, your scope, so people understand what is changing. So my recipe here is being open, setting expectation, and explaining we can still be buddies, but there are limits to it. We can still go out for a beer, have fun, talk, but there are things where you now cannot share everything and where you have to make decisions or set priorities but to have that conversation with your new team and also ask them. And that was one of my most powerful things I think I did when I took over new roles. What do you expect from me? Ask them because they have a lot of expectation. And even if you don't ask them, they have them and they talk about it in the coffee kitchen. It's interesting. A lot of managers see that as a weakness, uh, asking people what you expect of me. And I see this come up quite a lot. You know, I've, I've literally had managers tell me, Oh, you know, if I, if I show weakness, if I don't have the right answer, then that's a sign of weakness and I can't seem weak because people will take advantage of me. It's just a warped mindset, but a lot of people have that sort of perspective on, and on things. Um, I've got another one. So here's one which comes up a lot, which is around this area of managing performance. Mm. And you've just talked about managing expectations. And, you know, when it comes to managing performance, a lot of first-time managers don't actually manage performance. They tend to just measure it. 
Uh, what are your views on this? Yeah, so, so uh, of course it depends on your job, but there's a lot of scorecards around and we measure KPIs and we like to decide and how people perform uh, based on a scorecard. But the point is a number is not a number. And, and in fact, I have seen very often in my career that whatever you ask for, you get it in one or the other way on the scorecard. So, so this is not going to help you to differentiate. Uh, so when it comes to performance management, it's all about differentiation. Okay, how do you differentiate performance? When you say somebody is really able to be detailed, but still take a step back to look at the big picture, whatever it is, the point is uh, you have to find out what is the behaviors and not the numbers which are differentiating and also communicate them. So you can only do that when you spend time with your people. If you don't spend time with the people, if you don't have regular check-ins, it is very hard. And then you cannot say it all looks the same Yeah, when you just look at the scorecard. You know, I think you've, you've, you've nailed it on the head. It's about regular conversations around performance. It's about being clear on what performance is, what is expected from people in terms of performance, and having those regular dialogues and making sure and keeping track of how people are performing and helping them to stay on track and stay on the right path. Yes. It's not a conversation that happens at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year, which is what often happens with so many sort of first-time people managers. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of areas sort of there. If you were to sort of pick three, three areas that, you know, those first-time leaders really need to develop and really need to focus on and prioritize right now, what would those three areas be? So on my, on my list, the number one would be know your people. I repeat, know your people. Spend time, understand all the qualities, the insights, the expertise of your people. Number one. Number two is really be a good communicator. And when I say communicator, it's not only being able to be precise, specific, it's also being curious, being able to ask smart, open questions, being present, being able to listen to your people because they often have the answers you look for. And lastly, I would clearly pick managing performance. Setting expectations, making sure people know where they are and have a conversation what is needed to take to the next level. And if performance is not where it should be, also have that conversation so there's no surprises. So know your people, be a great communicator, and manage performance. So we've got three really important areas there. What sort of bits of advice could we give people in terms of how they can sort of develop in those areas? What sort of things could they do? What would be some small steps for people to take? So, so just one example, because I could talk for an hour about know your people, but many leaders, when you ask them a very simple question, where does employee A wants to be in 12 or 18 months from now? Many managers don't know where they want to be. Or even three years from now. Or even asking questions like if they could reapply into the same company, which role would they pick? Would they pick the same role? Would they pick a different role? What are their interests? Know your people. Just some simple questions. So have some conversations with people try and spend some time understanding what their career aspirations are for themselves. They may or may not know it. If they don't know their career aspirations, where do they like to see themselves? Or maybe a good question, one which I ask quite a lot is, if you could change one thing about your job, what would you change and why? Yes. Right, okay, so that's one. What else? What other tips could we give them? So, so I think what comes to my mind now is really communication. 
okay and I think what, what is very important people uh, need trust to open up so what you communicate and how you communicate is very important okay so please I would say if you could say please always share facts facts use facts okay never make up stories or use secondhand feedback or something you heard from somebody who said something in the coffee kitchen or whatever use facts be a authentic real communicator who is using facts but also creating the space to validate and get people's point of view before you judge or assume okay because often we sometimes even as leaders get things wrong so we have to listen first and validate so i so that, that's that's some great advice for giving feedback make sure it's very objective very factual very here very now very immediate um something that comes to mind for me is regular conversations with your people where you know your focus is not on telling your focus is really on showing curiosity listening and try to have some conversations where you don't talk where you just listen and ask questions and dig deeper and probe asking questions you talked about trust and rapport asking questions is a key you know a key technique to help build that rapport and build that trust and you're not going to know your people if you don't ask questions so I would simply say just spend time having regular check-ins with your people. I know one people manager I work with, they have 40 um, direct and indirect reports. And every two months, this manager has a 30-minute check-in with each one of those 40. How are you going? What are you doing well? When, what are you struggling out with work? Where do you need help? What are you enjoying right now? Sends a really strong message to their people about how this person cares. Right? Exactly. So very powerful. And try to learn something new about your employees every week, every month. Uh, a new idea, a new interest, the better you know the people in terms of career, but also however comfortable people are with hobbies or whatever, know your people. It's interesting, one of the activities that we do with some of our classes is we do like a team matrix where we get managers to map out on Excel spreadsheet everything they know about their people. And when they first do it for the very first time, they realize, wow, I actually know very little about my people. Uh, and it's a cool little exercise to do. Uh, when it comes to managing performance, <clears throat> one tip that you could give that could be helpful for people. This one little tip is so hard. So I think that the, the most important thing is, because there are so many things, is to really be honest. So it really sounds very simple, yeah, but really checking with people first of all how they see their performance against whatever expectations and targets were set to understand their point of view and and one little simple exercise i love to do is really in your monthly one-on-one with your employees you look at their commitment sheet you have a conversation how are things going towards your goal okay if you could restart this month what would you do again and if you could change one thing if you were restarting this month what would that be? To make people think about their performance, what they have done well, or what they can do better, and then apply that for the next month. But having that regular interaction, and even if things goes wrong, I could go in and boo, say, I am not happy, everybody is uh, dissatisfied. That's not gonna motivate your employer. You have to make it clear that that's not what we wanna see, but create the space for the employer to say, what have we learned? What can we do different? That is for me managing performance. I, I love these two questions because you're getting your people to think about how they're performing, how they're delivering from different perspectives. Yes. 
Uh, it's, it's such a powerful thing to do with, with people. They don't often, we don't often do that. So that's great. Um, I would say one thing, which is when it comes to managing performance, the key really is being very clear about what is performance. Being very clear at the beginning in terms of what the person is hoping to achieve, why they're hoping to achieve it, how it's going to be measured, how it's going to be tracked, how it's going to be evaluated. If you can get that first part right, that's key to being able to manage it. If you don't get that first part right, you're not able to manage performance. So I would say that's sort of one of the key points for me. So we've got three really good pieces of advice here. Get to know your people. Really focus on communicating with your people, listening, asking questions, showing genuine curiosity, being present. Um, I would probably say not multitasking, which too many managers <laughs> tend to do. And lastly, managing performance. Be very candid. Really ask people, get people to think about the performance, have regular check-ins, be clear on what performance is. Three really good pieces of advice. So that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of On Point. We are actually launching right now. We've got a survey, which I'll post in the link below. It's called the Emerging Leader 2021. This is a survey that is designed to help understand how emerging leaders are promoted, how they're developed, how they're engaged. Um, you know, please check out the link below. There's a free iPad up for, for grabs for one lucky winner. Um, and we look forward to sharing the results with you in coming episodes. Absolutely. Share your thoughts. Share your comments. Uh, really appreciate it. in the comments below. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast for leaders by leaders. Want to keep up to date or come on the show? Please visit www.northpoint-training.com slash onpoint.